Chase is on. Welcome to Chasing Ball Game, the quick hitting sports betting podcast. I'm Jimmy Brown, and it is a fantastic Friday, full of sports, and I'm very excited about what we have lined up for today's show. Remember, we're full throttle, so we're going to go show after show, and we're not stopping until the regular season kicks off, so make sure you tune in and check out the schedule for upcoming shows. But we kick things off with a super show that's ready to go for today with betting information. We got a free pick. Um, We have all the information that you need to get ready to win big if you plan on betting on football this season, and who doesn't, right? This show is driven by the chasers. Chasers are people just like me and you. Sports fans, fans of betting on sports, maybe both. You just share information all over the place, and I collect it and try to grab some good stuff and put it right here in a compact format so you guys can get that information real quick and you don't have to worry about all the fluff that you see out there. Uh, today. It's all about sharing. It's all about beating the sports book. So if you're interested in this community, please, all you got to do is share information with me. I'll put it right here and I'll give you all the credit. So hit me up on social media. You can find me at Chasing Ball Game on Twitter and Facebook. But let's get to the show. Here's the rundown for today. We're going to start with the college football crystal ball. This week we covered some teams like Iowa State. And last time out, we broke down the Wisconsin Badgers. So if you're interested in either of those teams, make sure to check that out. But today we hit arguably the best conference in college football as we have a betting breakdown for a team from the SEC. Then we headed to the NFL with our pigskin primer. We're going to take a look back with the rapid rewind segment where we talk about last night's Hall of Fame NFL preseason game. And we give you some important tidbits that you need to know. And then we're going to tackle the trenches and talk about an important part of handicapping that always gets overlooked. And of course, we have a team preview today. The Baltimore Ravens. This big-time breakdown, it hits all the areas for the Ravens. It features predictions for the seasons, how the team will do, how they'll look, especially with a new quarterback under center for the first time in years. And then we're going to wrap it up with a pick. And tonight we're hitting Major League Baseball, and we have to talk about the Yankees and the Red Sox, don't we? Of course we do. As always, chasing ball game, wicked quick with a pick. So let's get started, and we're going to start in college football. You cannot do any kind of college football review I don't care if it's a regular review. I don't care if it's a betting review without talking about the SEC. I said arguably the best conference in college football, but let's face it. They're the best conference in college football. They always have great teams. They're always on television, which means people always want to bet on them. So I have to talk about the SEC. And today, we're going to focus on the Tennessee Volunteers. The college football betting odds show that the win total for the Vols sits at six and a half games. They're 12-1 to to win the SEC East and a huge, and I mean huge, underdog at 75-1 to to win the SEC. And let, look, let's put that to rest right now. The Vols are not going to be in the same league as Alabama or Georgia, but that doesn't mean that this team is not primed for a decent season. I mean, first of all, they bring back plenty of experience. The Vols are bringing back 83% of their starting production from a year ago. So not only are they bringing back experienced players, but they're bringing back players who actually produce statistically. So what I'm telling you by that is is when you look at returning starters in college football, which you have to if you're going to bet on college football, you have to make sure they're actually bringing back good starters. Not only that, but the Vols added some coaching to new offensive coordinator uh, Georgia's quarterback and OC Jim Chaney three seasons under Chaney the Bulldogs offense improved every single year they started off with 24 points a game last year 37 points a game number 12 in the country this guy's pretty good now he doesn't have the same talent pool that he did in Georgia 
but he is an upgrade, and that's going to be good for this team. Not only that, from a schedule standpoint, the non-conference slate looks decent. doesn't feature a single Power 5 opponent. Of course, they play in the SEC. So they're going to be double-digit underdogs when they play at Florida, when they're home against Georgia, and of course, Whenever you play the Alabama Crimson Tide, you are going to be double-digit underdogs. But what I really like is that this team, to me, is kind of flying under the radar. Unless you are in Knoxville, not many people are going to um, holler about how Tennessee will do this year. But second year for Jeremy Pruitt, his scheme will be improved. Nigel Warrior, he is a monster on defense, and he can match up with people at every level. Unfortunately to me, the thing I don't like, and I'm going to talk about this more in the pigskin primer, is the Vols have some questions in the trenches, the offensive line, the defensive line. But early it kind of looks promising. They return a senior at center, Brandon Kennedy. He had a knee injury last year. He'll be back. They get back some more veterans, Marcus Tatum, Brian Johnson, Jameer Johnson, and they have other guys, Calvert, Carvin. They have another season of experience on their belts, but they also have two five-star freshman tackles that are expected to start. That's going to take some time. You can't just put those guys in. I know they're five stars. I know we're excited about them. But you just can't put them in and expect miracles. But they do have a somewhat easy start to the season with three very winnable games. This could give this offensive line enough time to get going before they play the big boys. And the big boys starts already with an early game in Florida. But the Vols have to play better at home for sports bettors. Last year, if you bet on the Vols, they covered just one of their last six home games. So they weren't very good at home. They were 5-7 and seven against the spread overall. But that's going to change this year. I think it comes together for the Vols early. They become one of the surprise teams in the SEC. They win the first three. They challenge Florida. They start turning heads early. I'm going to take over six and a half wins. I can see the Vols finishing with either eight or nine wins. Definitely bowl eligible. They're going to tease people. They're going to make people think they're really good. And they are. The future is promising for Tennessee. Take the over six and a half. Now, let's go to the pigskin primer. We're going to talk about NFL. Let's talk about the rapid rewind. That's a segment where we look back at games, and, and I'm going to be doing this all year long where I look back at games. I try not to spend too much time looking back. It's important for handicapping. It's important to pick out things, but it's not important to harp on everything that happened. First of all, a lot of sports bettors are going to talk about the late score by Denver. If you had Atlanta, I am guilty. I had Atlanta. You were burned on a 4th and 14 late in the game, and that had to hurt. But that's not the kind of things I want you to pull out of these games. Um, the problem with last night's game, Hall of Fame game, really nobody played. So you can't really say who looked good, who didn't look good, at least with much confidence. Um, you can say things like Matt Schaub didn't look all that great, but his job is a backup quarterback. So I don't know how that will help you in the future. Um, you can say Denver couldn't catch a pass. They seemed to drop everything that came their way. Again, I don't think that will help you. What will is there is no doubt in my mind from watching last night's game that I think officiating is going to play a big role in this year's um, NFL landscape, and therefore it is going to cost you some money at some point. Now, hopefully it goes your way more than not because handicapping, officiating is the most difficult thing to do right behind handicapping turnovers. But I will have a rapid rewind for some of the games that stand out or for some of the things that I believe you need to know when betting on the NFL this year so stay tuned for that but now i want to tackle the trenches i want to talk about something really quick and handicapping that most people don't consider and the reason i want to talk about this is because yesterday the jets signed uh ryan khalil who uh, you probably know is a panther um the guy's an elite offensive lineman retired came out of retirement to play for the jets and i thought that was a huge move i talked about it on twitter yesterday um and i thought that is very good for this team 
And I realize you need the star talents. I realize you need the quarterbacks. I realize you need the wide receivers. However, uh, offensive line is huge. And I think it's something that people overlook. And there's a ton of rankings you can find out there. Obviously, uh, any fantasy football site has rankings for offensive lines. There's pro football focus. They have it. So I, I would definitely look into those early because what you'll see from these early lineups is that a lot of the people with great offensive lines they're championship teams. The New Orleans Saints have a good offensive line. The New England Patriots have a good offensive line. The Philadelphia Eagles have a good offensive line. So when you see that, it's a no-brainer to match up. Oh, by the way, maybe this team is really good because they have a good offensive line and allows their star players to do what they do. But then look for a few other teams who's surprised because there are a few other teams out there that maybe you didn't think of. Maybe you did. The Indianapolis Colts have a very good offensive line. The Carolina Panthers have an above-average offensive line. Believe it or not, the New York Giants have an above-average offensive line, especially when it comes to pass protection. Now, this list is early. You know how I feel about lists. I'm not a big fan of lists. I'm not a big fan of the best of or who's the best because I know um, a lot of shows will do that to promote debates and discussions. However, I'm not about that. But I will be tracking offensive lines during the year. You will hear me talk about offensive lines during the year. To me, one of the best offensive lines in the business right now is the Indianapolis Colts. And I think if that team is healthy, that's going to help them do well this year. But I will talk about it a lot. And I think if you really want the handicap and do your due diligence when it comes to football, you'll want to check that out. But now, let's get to the review. And for this review, we're going to talk about the Baltimore Ravens. We know they're going to be an interesting team to watch. Everybody knows that Flacco is gone. Lamar Jackson is now the man under center. But I got you covered, and we are going to start with the odds because it's a sports betting preview. It's not your normal preview. 3-1 and one to win the AFC North. Not bad, but behind the Browns and the Steelers. 9-1 to one to go to the AFC Championship game. And 2-1 to one to even make the playoffs. The win total, they're about 8.5. You can find a few 8s or 9s if you look carefully, or if you're really good, you have a sports book that offers varying win totals that you can choose from. But I'm going to stick for the 8.5 for this one. Again, like the Volunteers, the Ravens did not show up well at home against the number. 1-6 against the spread in the last seven home games, which is weird because they usually have a very dominant home field advantage. So let's talk Lamar Jackson. Well, the Ravens are changing their offense for him. They promoted Greg Roman, offensive coordinator, he worked well with mobile quarterbacks in the past. They bring over Mark Ingram for the Saints. He's going to boost that backfield, which to me was already good. Um, so you're going to look at a lot of run-pass option plays, um, a lot of short passes, a lot of slants. And, and that's okay because I think when you cater it to the quarterback, it's going to help your offense. Unfortunately, I think it can shorten the field and, and not have a lot of deep plays. I noticed ESPN came out with a ranking of their offensive positions, and they ranked Baltimore as the worst wide receiving unit in the NFL. That's probably not fair, but somebody has to be last. Why not them? My big concern is on defense. Look, they lost Suggs. They lost Mosley. We all know that. They brought in Thomas. Uh, he's going to be great in that secondary. They still have a pretty good a core, but it's all based off potential and a lot of adjustments and a lot of players stepping up. It's going to be difficult to duplicate what they did a year ago. They led the NFL total defense, second in scoring defense. The loss of C.J. Mosley to me really hurts. Not only was he a great player, but he was a communicator in the middle. He was the guy the coaches talked to, and they passed off plays, and they lost a third, a third of their sack production when they lost Suggs and Smith, who led the Ravens in sacks, by the way. They're going to be very strong in the secondary. I think they have one of the best secondaries maybe in the NFL this year, which will be good when they go up against teams like the Steelers and the Browns and the Patriots. 
but this could be too tough for the Ravens to really overcome this season. They have a new offense. They have a defense that's adjusting. A lot of young superstars in that defense. I really think if they can play to their potential, I'll be eating crow. But for right now, too many challenges to me. When it comes to covering the spread, I don't see them blowing anyone out. Uh, in week two, they're nine and a half point favorites against the against the Cardinals. Then they're again minus seven favorites at home against the Bengals and Baltimore. But the rest of the spreads, when I'm looking at the future spreads for each individual game, less than a TD. TD, we're talking six points or less. That points to close games. That could be difficult for a team that's relying on that compact offense, like I talk about. They can't really spread out the field. I think they're going to play close games. In fact. The Dolphins, for as bad as they are, that game could be a little closer than the people believe because four and a half points, I'm not sure if I'm willing to take a team even as good as the Ravens to blow out another opponent at least early. So you probably see where this is going, but I'm not a late on the line for you. When it comes to the total wins for the Ravens, I'm going under eight and a half wins on the season. I'm going to take the under eight and a half. Well, let's wrap things up with a free pick, and we're going right to Major League Baseball. Yankees versus Red Sox. They start a four-game set in the Bronx. And although it's always going to be a rivalry, rivalry, let's face it, the Yankees are running away with the American League East. The Sox, they get headed in the right direction time and time again, only to fall flat. They did well against the Yankees just last week, and then they came home and they blew it to Tampa. So the good news for the Sox is they have Eduardo Rodriguez. He takes the hill. He's their best pitcher to me this year. I can at least make a point of late. He is 5-0, 2.03 ERA in July, won seven straight games. He's 6-4 and four with an ERA just under four against the Yankees. The Yankees are going to counter with James Paxton. He is 0-2 in his last three starts and has an ERA over eight in those games. He was blasted for seven earned in his last start against the Red Sox. However... I'm going to put that as a blip on the radar. He's allowed one run or less to the Red Sox in four of his previous starts. Uh, four of his previous five starts, he's allowed um, one run or less. So I'm going to go to the total. And look, there are plenty of people who are really great at totals on Twitter. I happen to follow Over Under Girl. I don't know if you follow her, but she's really good at totals, and she's been doing really well late, so make sure to check her out. But I'm going to jump into her game, if you will, and I'm going to post the total on tonight's game. I'm going to go under the 11 runs. Now, I know the Red Sox-Yankees. I know they're notorious for putting up a ton of runs, but both teams do not hit lefties as well as righties. In fact, we're talking about a good 20-point uh, difference. The under 6-2 and two in Rodriguez's last eight road starts um, against the Yankees. Aaron Judge, he can't hit him. I think he's 1-15 in the last 16. So in a series that's been highlighted for long games and a ton of runs and everybody's going to run and take the over, I think we finally get ourselves a pitching duel. Take the under 11 and get it while it's hot. That will do it for Chasing Ball Game. Thanks for taking time out of your day to tune in. We try to be quick. We try to get it in and get you as much information as possible. But if you missed anything or want to hear it one more time, you can find us all over the place. We're on Anchor. We're on YouTube, Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're all over the place, and we're growing more and more thanks to you the Chasers. Join the fun. Become a Chaser. All you have to do to be featured right here on Chasing Ball Game is either connect with me on Twitter or Facebook at Chasing Ball Game or just share great information. I'll find it. I'm out there looking for it all the time. And you can join the great community just like the latest chasers who I've followed or I have shared information from, like Over Under Girl. And don't forget, we'll be back tomorrow with another look into college football crystal ball and a big football betting preview of the Chicago bears you cannot wait for that and of course i'm gonna have a pick or two why wouldn't i right until then win big at the betting window and keep on chasing